Hey guys, it's Rusty here and uh, welcome to the Impact Dynamics uh, live podcast. This is actually taken from a video show we do every night on YouTube if you want to join us for that or if uh, the podcast format is more convenient, just be aware that it is a video-based uh, uh, show and so a few things don't work. Hey, uh, really excited. We uh, we launched uh, Team Impact earlier this week and uh, if you are wanting to uh, use this time, that you may have downtime or at least you can't go to the pub or go shooting to be actually able to achieve something, um, keep us posted. Keep us informed of what that is. We're going like a two-week cycle where we'll check in on the show uh, every two weeks and see where people are up to and what they've done. And, and we'll, you know, the host myself and Andy Little will have some goals for that as well. So tag us in on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever using the uh, hashtag. Uh, team Impact and tag in Impact Dynamics as well and we'll be able to share that out and get the uh, motivation inspiration out there for everyone. So guys, thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Good evening, guys. Welcome back to Impact Dynamics. Uh, my name is Rusty, and, uh, and we are live again, going again for a Friday night, a nice, relaxed, chilled-out Friday night uh, with all sorts of stuff happening tonight. I hope you guys are well. It's great to see a number of guys already in the chat going. Uh, Dave, Charles, Steve, hey, guys. hope you're doing well. Anthony, uh, and Scott, uh, Brad as well, uh, all sorts of uh, guys. Uh, hey, guys, if you are if you're just chilling at home, if you've got a beer or something, let us know what you're drinking. It's Friday night. Most guys are doing that I uh, I snuck a, a, an extra little uh, a little uh, challenge in for me for the uh, the team impact side of things. I'm I'm off the booze for a couple of weeks as well to go in with the with the with the weight loss stuff. So anyway, though, so I'm I'm on this stuff water. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully you guys are, uh, are drinking something a little bit more exciting than I am. Uh, let us know what that is. That'd be uh, that'd be great. Uh, all right. There's also uh, Richards in the chat. Oh dear, this could go south very quickly. Uh, speaking of uh, of. I've got no segue for that. I'm sorry. Uh, what I did want to say, though, was uh, if you guys are doing your Team Impact stuff, uh, with uh, I know I've got messages today from um, Steve Blacker's reading uh, Applied Ballistics books. He's got a certain date he wants to get through all four books. That's an awesome challenge. That's, a, that's an awesome uh, – that's, that's good knowledge that you're going to develop over a period of time. That's fantastic to see. Um, I uh, – Spoke with someone else who is what are they? What were they doing there? Again, um, they're off the booze and they're walking every day for about three or four k's, uh, which is awesome. And a whole stack of stuff. So it's all it's all kicking on. Um, so if you're tagging in, uh, we've got one from we've got a video to watch in a moment from Dave Acker uh, for Team Impact Challenge as well. Um, see, catch up with his Illinois agility test. I think it is. We'll play that in a few minutes. Just before we get to that, uh, Projector Warehouse uh, is sponsoring tonight. 5% off. You can use the code IDLIVE5, I-D-L-I-V-E number 5, to get 5% off the entire website. There are all sorts of stuff there. A stack of Outer Edge projectiles uh, as well, uh, which brings me to let you guys know that Steve Hurt from Outer Edge will be back on the show next Thursday for Reloading Night, talking projectiles, but also talking general reloading stuff as well. So bring your questions, bring your thoughts as if any of you guys watched the show before guy knows his stuff and uh, and is happy to deal with uh, all sorts of questions so um bring him along uh, it's going to be an excellent night i think uh, I, i'll have to double check the schedule but i'm pretty sure that we have uh ben 
Jarrett on Tuesday night as a bit of a follow-up episode. The, the episode we did on the social media side of things uh, was really popular. And so and we've been asked lots and lots of questions since. So we're going to jump back into that and have a little look on social media stuff. I am checking the schedule. That's what, what I'm doing here. Uh, and... Oh, we've got uh, we've got a couple other other plans for some guys in, but uh, the the next show, which is uh, Sunday night, Team AI, uh, which is Butters and uh, Birchie. I don't think Andy can make it, unfortunately, but uh, Butters and Birchie will be here answering your questions. So if you've got questions for some top level shooters, that will be the moment. And also, I'll be there um, for no apparent. Uh, someone's on the uh, Honey Wild Turkey uh, and Coke. What are you doing, Brad? The honey wild turkey is is fantastic, but um, but I'm not. I, I can't deal with it with coke. It's got to be got to be neat. Uh, anyway, that's all right. Um, Richard is missing my gay tiger hugs. Well, you know, I guess uh, there's there's one way to fix that is uh, get rid of Corona and then we're back on. We're back on. Anyway, uh, the. Dave sent me this video earlier this week. He wanted to document a little bit about what he's doing with his. Uh, uh, Illinois Agility Test. Uh, I think he's got some of his numbers wrong and all sorts of uh, stuff, but here we go. Dave Acker checking in for Team Impact. Hey, folks. Uh, Dave here from Team Burris. Um, just uh, outlining my challenge. I've set myself here for uh, Team Impact Dynamics. Um, what I want to accomplish within the next two weeks is I would like to shave some time off and complete the agility, uh, the Illinois Agility Test. Um, comfortably within 20 seconds. Um, I'll explain what it is in a moment here. I'll give you a quick rundown because there's a diagram and everything. Um, reasons I want to do this. Uh, one, just get back into better shape and uh, finish off uh, working the last bit of this sweet despot off I've required over the last five years or so. Um, another reason too is just work on my cardio fitness so I can be a bit calmer, um, better heart rate behind the rifle. Um, yeah, so without further ado, I'll give you guys a quick rundown of the uh, what the agility agility test is. And um, yeah, uh, by the way, that's Giuseppe Tortini's Devil Trill Sonata in G minor, a really good piece of music. Um, I recommend you listen to it. First, I'll go over the dimensions real quickly here. Um, so basically, it's a core setup, 10, so five and five, and 10 meters, so 10 meters wide, 10 meters long. What you do is um, you start here. On the start signal, you get up, run around this fire post, follow this arrow or whatever you're doing. Weave up through uh, your four pylons and turn around, weave back through them, run up over around this pylon, and then run back down to the finish line. Um, goal being to do that, well my goal, um, do that well within 20 seconds, so uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, quick uh, pro tip on this actually, as most of you are aware, gyms are closed, I usually pay for a gym membership. Um, one thing this whole quarantine business has taught me and kind of uh, forced me to do is actually look for really cheap workouts so I can basically work on my fitness for, well, basically free. Um, I actually found this workout and goal in a police training manual online. And I found if you dig deep enough online, not even dig deep enough, just learn how to use Google, you can find a lot of really good functional workouts from the police and military that require really no equipment. And uh, yeah, they're free, like I said. So I mean, if you're paying for fitness,
congratulations, you played yourself. But yeah, to the point of my story more so, um, I'm actually using water bottles instead of pylons because I don't want to pay for no pylons. Like they probably cost you like three bucks a piece and I need eight of the things. So I'm actually using old water bottles because I had some old water bottles and those suck for the environment. So yeah, fill them up with water, use them as pylons, you save the environment, work on your fitness and you get hydrated afterwards. So yeah, anyway, I gotta wake up and film the remainder of this video before I log into work tomorrow. So yeah, see you guys in the morning. All right, got the course set up here. There's a starting point, we'll run out to there and back down to here, weave up through them, weave back through them and run out to there and run back to here. Gotta do uh, all that in um, 20 seconds or less. Let's see what we can do. Finish him off, eh? You want some too, huh? And that's how she's done, boys. Give her. Great, that was the um, run through. That's standard uh, practice in uh, either the beer league or goon practice. Um, Anyway, I don't know, this exercise stuff's ridiculous. I'm gonna go sit at the liquor store till it opens and cry about not being able to shoot PRS. See ya. I'm not actually gonna go sit at the liquor store and cry till it opens, or maybe I am, I don't know. Rusty wants me to take this half seriously though and actually do the thing, so here's a real run through. Uh, Dave here from Team Burris. Um, just, uh... Righto, there we go. Dave, uh, Dave's little update for how he's going for Team Impact. Uh, well done, Dave. Um, you're a special guy, um, and I mean that. I mean that. All right, excellent. Uh, we will see. We're going to get that last that last video of him and put it against uh, how he does in a couple of weeks and uh, see see if he has improved or whether he really did sit at the liquor store and wait for it to open and cry about uh, not being able to shoot PRS, which I totally understand as well. Speaking of PRS, uh, one of the men, one of the men who uh, has spent some time behind a spotting scope of PRS has and yelled out very loudly, "Impact." Uh, quite often, or perhaps not as often as some people would like, but uh, fairly often. Uh, this man that joins me tonight, I've known him for a number of years now, and uh, and he has. Uh, it's been exciting seeing his journey through his company, Porter Machine. If you haven't heard about them, you yeah, which is excellent. Um, plus, he's just a decent bloke. So uh, here here he is, and you see, you guys will see some uh, some comments floating around. But uh, good evening, Stackout. How you doing? Good man. How are you? I'm going all right, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. You're getting uh, pummeled in the in the chat at the moment. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the uh, the fellas I know they <laughs> getting stuck into me, but like yeah. they say, they're not real smart. Lift heavy things. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Excellent, mate. Excellent. How's things in uh, whereabouts here? Sydneyish, somewhere in there. Yeah, in Sydney, Sydney, um, yep. Sydney these days with the rest of the um the insanity that's going on at the moment. Yeah, so not wrong. Rather be back to work. <laughs> You're keeping safe and all that sort of thing. Yeah, trying uh, working from home these days. So I gotcha. spent uh, probably three days constantly on a video call like this for <laughs> nine hours a day, which has been fun. So you should be a pro for this then. No, I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't say pro. I'm pretty tired of it. Re- pretty reluctant and sick of it. Yeah, I I, I understand. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I think I spent, as I was saying to you, I think I spent about eight hours in front of a camera yesterday. wasn't wasn't the plan, but yeah. anyway. So be it. So be it, mate. Excellent. So I guess uh, for those who are who are um, wondering, um, Porter Machine Works. You, I know you, or some people may have come across your rings. That's probably what's most uh, most common. How did that all kick off and go from there? Yeah, it um, it's kind of a it's a bit of an interesting story. So um, the idea kind of popped in my head when a, a friend and I were talking when um, Tika dropped their they went from the T three to the T three X line. Yep. And everybody who bought a T three got a set of scope rings with them. And so when they brought the T three Xs, they dropped that scope ring line, and the, the part of me looked at it and gone, ah, it's a piece of aluminium. This surely couldn't cost more than $50 to make. Um, surely I can, <laughs> surely, surely I can sort of, that's, that's a market. Like everybody, I, I bought a T3 and um, I used them scope rings for six, 12 months or something before I changed them out yep. um, so that they all got used. And so I was like, hey, this is, this is going to be a big hole I could fill because um, how many rifles are manufactured or how many rifles are sold in Australia? Mm-hmm. Um, and they all, majority, need a set of scope rings. I'm like, hey, this is a pretty big hole that needs to be filled. Um, yep. And I looked at the aluminium and gone, oh, this is going to be really simple. I could do this quite easily. Um, and little did I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't simple. Your, your background's been in, in sort of some level of design or engineering or something. Is yeah, mechanical engineer. Mechanical engineer, and so so it, it wasn't just it like doesn't he, mean anything though. <laughs> you weren't you weren't just looking at it and going, oh yeah, I could uh, I I could make that. I, I've got a bloody drill and a set of uh, set of uh, I don't even know what you need for a set of verniers. I'm, I'm not. I'm, see, I I'd be useless. But you actually had the 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 skills to back up what you're talking about. But um, how we go from there? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say skills. It was a lot of luck and some uh, some perseverance. I I literally so I don't have a machinist background, uh, just mechanical engineering. But it doesn't really doesn't really qualify anything. It just says that I can I can I can work with some numbers and that's about it. Um, but a lot of it was just by learning. Um, I started off um, basically. I started making. So I did all the design work, um, and then I had a bought a machine, a big CNC mill. Um, and then I started machining it. Um, I've thrown away a lot more than what I've manufactured because um, it's part of that learning curve. I, I, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Um, and so I was like, how do I learn how to do it? And I figured the best way to do it was just put my head into it and keep on going until I got it right. And mm-hmm. so here I am sort of still trying to, it, it's right now, but I'm just trying to make it better. Like um, there's always something I can improve. There's always I can always make it better. And yep. then 
the thing about trying to be the best is you're never the best. There's always somebody around the corner who will be the best. Um, <laughs> but as long as it's the best I can do, then um, that's where I want to get to. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that the nuances that you know. One of the lessons I know that you that we encountered earlier on when when I was um, selling that the first lot is that you had made your um, your rings to specifications exactly how they should be um, based on Picatinny specifications and and uh, your attention to detail is really good and you made them so they are really like complementary fit, nice and tight. Not you know very uh, tight tolerances so that they were an excellent ring not everyone holds you holds the standards to the same level that you do do they and that caused a few problems yeah it caused it's more my problem it, it basically becomes my problem because <laughs> it um it's mine's the last product online like uh when you buy your rifle you you buy your rifle you buy your rail yeah. You generally pick out your scope well beforehand, and then the rings are the last thing that goes on. Mm-hmm. So if the rings don't fit, um, the rings are usually at fault. And so the Picatinny has um, a tolerance yep. range, and I'm like, me being me, I have gone, okay, I'm going to match it exactly to that tolerance range and not have any wiggle room. Yep. Um, or minimal wiggle room, which makes sense and if you're the, trying to build something that's you know designed for precision rifles and and really solid pieces of equipment. That that seems a sensible way of thinking about it. Yeah, that that was my thought process too. <laughs> but it um, so, but then basically that slot that sits in the Picatinny rail. Um, I had a, a whole bunch of people start calling me up saying, "Hey, I, I can't get this bar to fit within a slot. What's going on?" And it, it seemed that quite a few manufacturers had undersized that slot, not by much. Like you're talking, um, oh yeah, fifty microns, so point oh five of a millimeter. But that's point oh five of a millimeter that I had, I, I had gone right to the line, and so that point oh five millimeter was just point oh five too much. Yeah, and um, so, but it, it was a good learning lesson because mm. it's it's uh, it, it just kind of makes me understand that everyone else like everyone who manufactures or that manufacturing environment isn't always exactly to the T and there is a a play. There is a range that you can work within and then there's also stuff that outside that range that uh, affects it as well. And so you have to account for that stuff that's outside that range. Mm, yeah. But um but it's been a it's been a good pro like bit of an interesting one. One that I hadn't really thought about, um so the cross bolt that I use in the um in the ring is made out of stainless steel. Mm-hmm. And my thought process is, all right, if I design it at 45 inch pound, mm-hmm. um, if I design it to so it can it can withstand 45 inch pounds of torque put on it, um, I should be safe because uh, the design requirement says 40 means I should be able to put 60 on it before it starts to break. Yep. Um, but then I changed the process from anodized to back to a Cerakote. I went change to a Cerakote finish because everything would be uniform. Yep. And Cerakote's naturally lubricating. So when you actually talk something up, the torque or the effective torque that's measured is the resistance that's built up by friction. <laughs> um, because Cerakote's naturally lubricating, you've reduced that friction amount. So the effective torque that you're putting on the bolt is much higher than expected. So um, you're putting like 70, 80, 90 inch pounds of effective torque on this bolt and you basically were stripping the bolts. And I didn't know why, and I had to sit down, and I had to break a lot of bolts, actually kind of for it to click, but I realized I've, I've changed the process, I've changed the coating, Cerakote is now reduced to friction, so the um, the torque that I've specified is way too high. So, mm. so it's been lots of little lessons like that that um, 
when you sort of, if you break 10 sets at, um, at retail price, then that's a bit of money you're throwing <laughs> out the window. And and to your credit, any time someone had a problem, you 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 resolved it and sorted them and, and you know, made sure that you, you looked after them, which, uh, which which is what I saw, and that's... Uh, very good. Yeah, if if, the, if there's an issue and it's my if there's an issue, not necessarily if it's my fault, but um if if there's an issue, I'm more than happy just to um I'd rather throw a three uh, throw a new set of rings at the problem mm. if the rings are the problem. Whether um if I said 45 inch pounds and you put 45 foot pounds, um mm. which is a easy one to make. I've had a few people put 45 foot pounds of torque on a on a 12 mil nut. Uh, mm sort of snaps it pretty cleanly. <laughs> I'm happy to throw a new, like just replace a part because it's 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 a minimal cost um, rather than, all right, it's a mistake. The, the customer knows that that's happened. Um, yep. They've had a laugh. I've had a laugh. Send our <laughs> new parts. Just, it's a no-brainer. And sort them out. Yeah, no, no, nice, mate. Nice. And so um, where are you up to now? You, you're producing rings on a regular basis or has COVID sort of killed off everything? Producing, or? so everything's... Yeah, so the, the the process is pretty much nailed. Um, so just yeah, just basically every weekend. Um, so I still have Monday to Friday jobs. So mm-hmm. I'm usually doing this sort of every weekend, um, yep. pretty consistently every weekend. Yep. Um, and so basically machining and sending off to anodize the cross bolts, which are stainless. So I get uh, I get them case hardened, which is in the process called QPQ, which is a quench polish quench. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it turns the stainless steel into a blackened, um, a blackened finish. So it's sort of yeah. a semi, it's a relatively uniform. So I don't have a two-tone um, set of rings anymore. Yeah, um, nice. But it's a blackened finish and it's case hardened. So it actually has a, it's a, it's a stronger property to the material. So, yeah, right. um, which I'm happy about. And um, so, yeah, just machining it, trying on a few new things. Um, I tested out a bit of a Picatinny rail the other week. Um, okay. And I have a uni mount, so a one-piece mount that's sort of, in the works. Um, I just need to get that finalized first. Yeah, nice. Nice. And i got a question here about um, uh, what sort of aluminium do you use to make your rings? Uh, 6061T6. So T6 is an extrusion. I was using a, I think it's 651, which is the plate. So it's 6061 Mm -hmm. was the plate form, um, but I've gone to an extrusion because I can keep a a bit more of a uniform. um, I can get more of a uniform part out of it. Yeah, cool. No worries. Um, Jonesy has uh, suggested that you um, you break into the return and earn for the Coke cans and use that. Um, do, do you dispel that that as a myth? Um, for Coke cans, five cents. Depends <laughs> how much you want to drink. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, the chips, the stuff that you produce from the machining is, is <laughs> Coke cans, forget about it. <laughs> uh, good. Anyway, Jane. So there's a, there's a lot of comments going because you you used to spend uh, spend your time working at Lithgow, didn't you, back in the day? Yeah, so uh, so I used to yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's where all the stack hats comments come from because if anybody could uh oh, is this uh that, they've gone way ad revenue if I swear will the ad revenue disappear? <laughs> Go nuts, mate! Knock yourself out. If anybody could fuck it up, it was me. <laughs> 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 so that's why I got called Stack Hat. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought it was because you weird looking head. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got all sorts of uh, all sorts of. They've moved well beyond Stack Hats now, mate. They're into a real, uh, uh, um, really giving you a hard time. 
That's uh, yeah. that, that's all part of it. So what's on? You're working on Picatinny rails and you're working on um, uh, a, a one-piece mount. Have you A one-piece mount. Yeah, cool. And, and they're coming along fairly well? Yeah. So the one-piece mount um, has been sort of – I've been pestered a lot by quite a few people to get it finished. Yep. Um, but there's, it's, there's a fair bit involved. Um, more so about um, trying to hold it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is – that's one of those learning curves that it's not about sort of making the part. It's about how do you make the part that holds the part that you want. Mm. Um, so <laughs> that's why like when you're talking about like manufacturing, you look at something, you go, oh, this is quite easy to make, but it's the hard part. It's only 50% of the equation. The other half is how do you actually hold it to, uh, to make it? And um, I have to yeah, give right. credit to Richard to this one. You can make one, that's easy, but making a thousand is hard. Um, yeah, okay. And it's it's making that number one match exactly the same as number a thousand is very very difficult. And so anybody who's in that manufacturing environment, whether it's Lithgow or um, Ignition Custom, um, doing their own stuff, it's very difficult to manufacture in bulk quantities. And so if I take my hat off to those kind of guys. Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's for someone who's got zero manufacturing uh, experience. I, I mean, I can barely cook. So um, to have to go from like one to a yeah to a thousand and have them being doing the same thing. I think yeah, it's a, certainly that's that's stuff you don't think about and how they heat up and all all sorts of stuff, mate. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. But you uh you you do more than just uh, create uh, create products. Uh, you also shoot, and you've actually been shooting pretty well from what I'm told. Or uh, I may have been lied to. I'm not sure. Uh, They're all lying to you. <laughs> all I lying. can't shoot for shit. It's a bit of a joke. <laughs> well, you've been you've been shooting up at um at Mudgee, uh, the the comps that have been running up there. Yeah, the double uh, SWA run a competition out at Mudgee, um, yeah. and it's it's a good group of people out there. Um, mm-hmm. sort of, yeah, it's quite a good group of people. It's sort of if you're looking at sort of that style of shooting, you're out west, yeah. um, or western New South Wales. Sorry, I um, should clarify that one it's a good group of people just to turn up and have a shoot um they run a comp um so saturday is a bit of a come along and just see what's going on a bit of a range day and sunday is is usually the competition day and it's um i can go out there and send a little bit of lead down the range sometimes they hit sometimes they miss yeah so it's all good fun yeah nice nice and what what sort of gear are you running for that what do you shoot um it's a ritter and stark um So Precision Defense Industries put me onto it, um, mm-hmm. Mark Bourne, and so I picked up one of those and, and started running it. Um, thing runs really well. Um, shoots out of a, a PMAG, so it's an AR-10 magazine, and uh, it's double stack, double feed. I can't really argue with it, and the, the magazines are cheap, so they're like $50 or something. So if you end up throwing the magazine down the paddock, I'm not going to cry because it's not a $300 plus magazine. So um, mm. thing shoots really well. Um, I can't argue with it. Um, I haven't. I haven't actually done proper load development for it um, because I just literally found a load that was like that shot really well. It was half minute, and I was like, "Oh, good enough for me." Yeah. But even change it. So, and then I, um, yeah. So I've just been. I haven't really put any effort into it. It's just everything's just fallen into place. Yeah. Nice. Right? Nice. It's uh, it's good to uh, good to hear. One of the um, one of the things that. I remember about hanging out with you uh, was the first time I tried Canadian bacon. I don't know if you remember this, but I, yeah, 
I'd never had I never had bacon with uh, with maple syrup, and I was like, oh, it was a bit weird. And I can't remember if you ordered it first or one of the other guys. This is at some weird fancy hotel in um, in Sydney that we all met up at. Oh yeah, this was um the one of the meetups, and we yeah. went to a whiskey bar, and there was four of us turn up. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was, was one real... of your first PRS. Yeah, and it was. Um, it was yeah, it was it was definitely a wrong choice of location, but it was real real high class. Um, but uh, I I don't remember if you someone convinced me to order it order this uh, bacon with uh, with maple syrup on it, and I'm like this is going to be weird. I had it and it was uh, epic, and I particularly I, I I still give you credit for that. I don't know whether you actually were the one, but I still give you credit for it. I'm gonna take the credit because um <laughs> I've had maple syrup and bacon and it's delicious yeah not wrong <laughs> if you wonder why i got fat it's probably bacon and maple syrup <laughs> that's a that's that's a fair reason to do so mate <laughs> i can't, can't argue with that yeah absolutely and then we wandered down the down the road to one of the uh the the german brew houses type thing and uh the germ yeah yeah got stuck into it yeah nice no, I remember that night. It was a it was a good night. It was one of your meetups. There was yeah, there was just a few of us turn up. It was, yeah, it was a good night. Yeah, I think uh, I think the next Sydney meetup we we went from four that one to the next Sydney meetup we did. We ended up with about thirty two people. So uh, it it grew. Yeah. It got better, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all all good. Now I'm just going to check in. I haven't really paid a lot of attention to the chat because most of it's just uh, the, the Lithgow crew abusing you, which is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's some question about some thickness of your of your rings. Um, take that as you will. That's from a legitimate question, by the way. Um, Thick, thickness, because a lot of thickness comments, but it's usually between the ears. There was um, there was a couple of them as well, but I'm I'm just I'm I'm looking for the actual uh, in in terms of your rings. Do you know what your yeah uh, uh, thicknesses in the material around the web or thicknesses in uh, axially? Oh, let's let's go for both, mate. You're here. You may as well get all the information out. Um, the first one off the top of my head is 20 millimeters. Yeah. Um, so that's actually like a long. So the the clamping length is 20 millimeters. Uh -huh. Um, and then around the top, ooh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's in that four or five millimeter range. Um, visually it looks small because you have a big chamfer on either side. Yep. Um, so it makes it look smaller but actually the, the actual web thickness is about four to five millimeters yep okay so it's relatively thick around the top yeah yeah they are they are pretty they're a solid they're a solid ring without being like um offensively chunky no they're, they're relatively light i think the um i think they're in there 62 per ring so two okay. a pair of rings about 120 grams yeah right. for the people who are really worried about the weight nice uh, there's a question, when you're going to Mudgy next? Well, I guess when Mudgy's on next is probably the, the answer because who knows? Well, that, that's also been a bit of a joke because I've missed the last three or four Mudgy trips. Oh, have you? <laughs> oh, okay. You've been hiding. We're yeah. Been busy. <laughs> uh, someone, uh, Paul asks, what is your trading name, which is Porter Machine Works? So, uh, Porter Machine Works. I'm, I'm guessing um, if people Google it, uh, Facebook, it usually pops up pretty quickly. Yeah, I found, I found you on Insta. Yeah, there we go. First, first thing. Uh, yep, check it out. Check it out, Paul. It's uh, it's good stuff worth uh, worth looking into. Uh, all right, I think that is that is about where we we've covered all the questions. We've got to make make sure we attend to our, our viewers. Uh, fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Now, I wanted to ask.
because you're 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 developing into Australian manufacturer. Well, as Australian manufacturer, we've had Steve from from Outer Edge on and and looking at the fact that you know, right now, I mean, I, you know, I bring in bring in uh, some rails and bits and pieces, and it's getting real expensive and super difficult to get stuff here uh, from overseas. You're in a pretty good position where if you can make Australian-made rings and do it locally without a massive effect from overseas pricing in the Australian dollar. Um, yeah, hopefully this could be could be very useful for you. And, and guys seem to want to support Australian businesses. Have you had have you seen any of that in the last month or so? Um, not so much in the low in the recent months yeah. um, because I just yeah not so much in the recent months. But generally, Australian the ninety percent of Australians will more than happily purchase an Australian product, especially in the farms industry because. Mm. Um, I think we've all done it. We've gone somebody, we've seen somebody local, whether it's in Lithgow or Lovis Gear. They've gone, hey, here's an Australian guy making stuff here. I'm just going to buy this product. I'm just going to buy it. And most of the time, it's it's actually really good stuff. Um, yeah. Like it's for quality wise, you you really can't compete against it. And especially now the dollars crashed, um, it's it makes it more important that to support these guys because they're the only ones to rely on um, and things are getting very expensive now. Um, so mm-hmm. I was only looking today at optics or if it doesn't have four figures, then it's sort of, that's where you start at for four figures. But I remember when I started buying, if it was, if it was a thousand dollar plus scope, then that was in that upper, upper tier of optics. Yeah. Whereas now it's, that's where you kind of start, um, which is pretty scary. Um, so I haven't really quite seen that sort of, fluctuation in the recent months but i think give it the next six to 12 months and a lot of people start to look locally because not only is it a a price wise it's a better product but uh quality wise it's equal to Mm. whatever like 20 you can buy from international places absolutely it may have uh, been a fantastic time for you to uh have gone through the lessons that you've gone through over the last couple of years and uh, be in a position where you you know how you're making your products really well and you've learned a stack of lessons and now you're you're poised ready to rock and roll so hopefully it's um hope you know we want to see some guys uh, take you know the ability to, to make the most of the the situation we're in and hopefully you do yeah hopefully it um it does support yeah hopefully it does sort of come in that direction um yeah and hopefully there's there's more and more players join that party that have gone hey let's make stuff in australia because Mm. if it's made here then it's sort of i think it's a much better product um because it is made here and a lot of the time if you've got a problem you can just ring somebody up and you're going to get somebody straight away rather than having to go through a distributor sort of model yeah absolutely absolutely now tell me uh tell me about your first prs about uh, coming down to Mildura, wasn't it? And you got you got thrown behind a uh, a spotting scope. Tell me a little bit about that, and then how that sort of played out. You know, getting stuck in and getting involved in this sort of shooting. Yeah, um, I think there was probably two key figures from that one. One, me really upsetting Jay Orange um, because <laughs> he. he um, he thought he hit the target and I said, no, it wasn't a hit. Yep. And we had a bit of a disagreement on that one. Um, that's probably the first and last I'll say about that one. He's probably swearing at the computer screen right now at me. <laughs> so, um, and the second time was uh, there was Richard, myself he, and Mark Bourne. He's probably he's, some genius. Don't, don't worry. He, he's, uh, he's probably watching maths right now. So you, you're good. You're good. <laughs> 
he's, he's standing outside his balcony going four and a half miles, <laughs> three o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you use Kestrel? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did, uh, did. I did ask him about that. About that today. He's a. Uh, if you, by the way, if you're not if you're not following Orange Accuracy on Instagram or Facebook or both, or uh, well, he's not on TikTok yet, but he's not on Maths either. Um, he, you should be. You definitely should be. Uh, there's some there's some good lessons being dropped there. But anyway, aside from that, you, Mark Bourne, and Richard. That's what Richard. Oh dear. All right. So some 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 genius put the three engineers on spotting scopes. <laughs> And the conversation went downhill as fast as anything else. So, he, um, some shit was talked, and yeah, yeah. So, no, it was it was a good weekend. Um, it was a good weekend to get out there and see how it's run, and even sitting behind some glass was good. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just there was a lot of shit talking. So, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of it probably not conversation for a public. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't looking for so, details yeah, specifically. Did you learn some stuff from that weekend? I mean, obviously, you, you then headed down the path of actually shooting these matches up at Mudgee. Um, so, obviously, uh, it, it, you enjoyed what it was all, all about. Yeah, um, it's just sort of – it was good even because not shooting, even just sort of participating and becoming sort of a spotter or a, a stage officer is what yeah. you guys – yes, it's calling fun. a stage officer – it was good enough to, yeah, just to get out there and see how things were going on, like to how it was run. Because um, I was super hesitant, so I didn't want to sort of jump in the deep end and go shooting and think I was underprepared. But sort of, I think it's one of those. It's a competition just to turn up and bring what you have, doesn't matter what you have, and and just give it a crack. Um, even if you feel like you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. you'll probably be put in a group of twenty other people that'll all give you as much information as you want, and. Um, and help you out because it, it's all part of the fun of the sport, and that's that's why I kind of kept my finger in that pie or kept my finger in that sort of industry. To yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's a good bunch of people. It's always going to help each other out. Yeah, or, or give you, give you a hard time in the chat. One of the one of the two, probably both, probably both, probably both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fantastic, man. Because a lot of, a lot of people want to get into it and 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 have those same hesitations that you talk about. There, this. They look at a match and they're like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know what I'm doing. And and I think, you know, I, I think, and you know, tell me if that's uh, great, but going into a match and, and spotting or, or doing something on those lines sort of gets you right in there. You meet the people. You see how the process, and it can actually sort of make you more comfortable with how it's going to go for your first time. Much more confident. Yeah, much more comfortable because you, you'll watch 40 people shoot the same stage. Yeah. And you'll see the same thing shot forty different times. <laughs> so just by watching ways. it, you yeah, and and you'll see forty different mistakes. Um, <laughs> whereas if if you actually shoot it, um, you'll you'll actually you'll you might not learn. You'll see your group, yeah. and you'll probably make the same mistakes you are like that you would normally make. Yeah. But actually sitting down and having not not having that stress or that worry about what you need to do, yeah. getting to watch other people do it, um, it's it's probably the best thing. Yeah, awesome. Um, just to just to see how other people do it and see what their game is, and because at the end of the day, it is a big game. It's it's mental. Yeah. And um, yeah, you just got to play it. Yeah, nice. Was the forty different mistakes on the same stage all Jonesy? Jonesy, yeah, he put forty mistakes on somebody else's target. So yeah. <laughs> good, good. Thought I'd give you a chance to get back at them a little bit while they're. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, man. Have you got any? Uh, actually, this this is one to you, but this is also to our viewers. Um, I, I'd love love if you're if you're 
watching and in the chat, um, chucking uh, chucking what you're doing. But I'm, I'm curious to know what guys are up to for Anzac Day, given the the current environment we we're in. Port, so do you normally do something for Anzac Day? Do you get to a dawn service or, or do something on those you, lines? You usually dawn service. Um, yep. So I've got um, my sister's major in the army and her husband's major in the army. Yeah. Um, so I've, I think I've gone to the dawn service ever since I've been sort of 18 years old and been able to be in country New South Wales. Um, once you get your driver's license, that's your freedom. So yeah. you went to dawn service, you have to drive yourself because mum and dad work and they get up at five in the morning. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've always always done dawn service um, usually. So this year is going to be a bit interesting. Mm. Um, have you, have of, you thought about what you're planning to do or any? I have seen on the, um, I've seen the, on the doing the rounds on Facebook, the go and stand out at the end of your driveway. Um, yeah. and I'm more than happy. I'll probably be 6 a.m. standing at the end of my driveway. Yeah. With, uh, probably, hopefully with a few other people. Yep. Yeah, I think, I, I think I will do, um, I will do the same thing. I, I, my normal my normal deal is a Dutchie who's on the podcast with me. He's been a mate for a long, long time, and for for a number of years there, we would uh, we would meet at about four thirty and have pancake breakfast um, because we we learnt that afterwards it's just flat out everywhere. So we went in early. We'd we'd go and have a, a nice early breakfast and chat and all that sort of gear, and then wander ourselves over to the dawn service and and do that uh, the one in 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 Adelaide in the sort of I guess the main one. But yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm curious. We're starting to get a few stories of what people are doing, um, which is uh, which is awesome. Uh, awesome to see, and and I think uh, yeah, I think whoever whoever kicked off this idea to to go out front and uh, and to just do it, I guess together publicly, but uh, you know still within within the realms of what we can do, um, that would be good. We, do you have do you have plans for the rest of the day? You walk inside and grab a beer straight away, or it's uh, what, a bit of two up. No, I'm going to uh, go to work and uh, turn my machine on and give it a warm up and um, Get start machining stuff tomorrow. Yeah, I guess you <laughs> so, make the most of your weekends, don't you? It's kind of what I do every weekend. Mm. Um, it's sort of it's a bit of a labour of love, to kind of at the moment. Um, yeah, that's what I do every weekend. So I'll finish finish that and head down the machine and um, go and start sort of machining stuff for the day. I'll probably finish about eight o'clock tomorrow night and yeah. call it a day. Yeah, nice. Uh, all right, just checking in here. Okay, all right. A few of your uh, your alleged mates have uh, have put have said that they are uh, they're excellent value for money rings. Uh, all jokes aside, all piss taking aside, they're great rings, etc. Uh, etc. Et so uh, they're they're backing you up, mate. They're backing you up. Um, uh, ben Richardson says, one hundred percent helping out a PRS is a brilliant way to start. He he did many. Did you ever meet? Um, ben, anyway, he uh, he did a number of matches, um, which will uh, which will which is good. Uh, Sheldrake is putting on his DPCU. DPCU. I don't know what that is. I'll, I'll show yeah. my ignorance here. I'm assuming that's uh, medals or a uniform or something that I I'm not familiar with. It. Sorry, I don't know if it's in. Um, if it's in uh, Urban Dictionary, I'm, I'm not allowed to speak with this. Uh, all right. Um, and he's camps. And uh, uh, and go down the end of the driveway. It's good now. I think a bunch of guys that. Um, apparently now I, I maybe Carl's suggesting they should have pancakes and maple syrup and bacon in the morning. Uh, wouldn't be the first time, Carl. I, uh, I have definitely done that uh, of recent times, but um, not, not with my plans for Team Impact to drop some weight. So that, that won't play along with that. Right, 
one thing we haven't done for a little while on this show, Ports, is uh, we haven't done memes for a little while. Because if there's one thing that has come out of this coronavirus scenario, it is some quality memes. So I'm going to send you some memes, and we're going to put them up on screen. And uh, I want you to rate them. If you haven't seen the show before, we generally do an out of 10 rating, but you have to choose yep. the animal that you, that you rate. It originally started as, alpa- uh, as llamas, and then alpacas was more fun to say, and then someone chose axolotls, and it's been it's been all sorts of animals. So you have to choose an animal. So you do that. I'm going to send you the first one. Uh, and... <sighs> Uh, and then you you can come up with something uh, for that, uh, right? So let me. Uh, I'm going to send these through on uh, Facebook, I guess. Um, if you've got your got that close by, um, if I can work out how to do that, I'm not. Every, every day is a battle. Here we go. Right. Let's uh, let's get both of us up here. And. Uh, Uh, I've only I've only got you, but anyway, that's uh, that's what we'll we'll do. I'll, I'll bring myself into the screen in a moment. Have you have you got that? Did that come through on Facebook? On Facebook, where have we got here? Um, years from now, we're going to be like 18, 19, 20, oh no, 2021, 2022. Yeah, I've seen this one. <laughs> Good. Good. Any, any any good? Do you do you rate it? Good. Useless. Uh, out of ten yeah. or five? Uh, out of ten. Out of ten. That's what we need. Out of ten. Um, I'll give it like a two out of ten. Donkey sticks. Two, two, two out of ten. Donkey. He's he's a harsh rater, but but fair. <laughs> but fair. Harsh, but fair. Okay. No problems, mate. Very good. Um, what else? Are, we're gonna have to gonna have to send you uh, guys. If you're in the chat, tell us how many donkey. Oh, it's just anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up well here. Tell me, tell me how many donkey dicks you would give this uh, if you're watching in the chat. I look forward to seeing. So, so, uh, I don't look forward to seeing donkey dick. I look forward to seeing the ratings. Uh, uh, all right, we're digging, digging holes as fast as we can here. Uh, all right, uh, someone's uh, no. Sorry, conservative sniper hunter. You don't just make it up. You've got to follow the the guests uh, the guests um, choice of animal. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. We got bandicoots. Band- I'll stick with bandicoot. They're an Australian. Okay. Oh, so, well, well done. He is. Uh, he has uh, uh, changed that over. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well. Um, Thanks, James, for that one. Yeah. I think uh, good. Good suggestion. All right. Here we go. Um, next one up, mate. Next one's inbound to you. This has got Rick and Morty in it, so it's already it's already got a, a couple of bonus uh, bandicoots. Yeah, Rusty, we can do better. Like it's it's that's would, two, we, two, two bandicoots out of ten. I oh, know it's got to be three because yeah. it's got Rick and Morty. Are you a Rick and Morty fan, or are you just a, some sort of loser? I'm a loser. Okay. I don't really watch Rick and Morty. Well, I've, I've, I guess. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we do. Uh, we do have. Um, we do have one more. One more, which is hopefully some saving grace, uh, which I, I think is my favourite. Uh, which you know, we we always build. We we can't kick off with like the the top quality material, mate. It's not it's not the way you build you build suspense. So uh, here comes the third one. Um, this is my favourite. 
that's come through for, for those. Yeah, seen the say no more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll get you over the line. We'll get you a five out of ten. A five out of ten. Oh, okay. This is uh, this is harsh critics tonight. <laughs> I know, I know. It's you don't like laughing. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, what do you what, what do you want anyway? It's, uh, for those who are listening to the podcast, these are just not going to make sense, especially this one. You've got to you've got to see. Jump on YouTube, watch the video. If you're listening on the podcast, sorry, I can't explain this one. Uh, anyway, uh, good. Actually, I don't think I explained the last one. All right, I'm I'm gonna. I, this did make me laugh. I'm going with the seven seven uh, donkey bandicoots. All right, crossbreeds. Which, uh, if you can achieve that, that's uh, that's impressive. Uh, I Sheldrake's given it an eight, eight bandicoots. Oh no, hang on, eight. I, I got it wrong. Eight bandicoofs. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, it's been given a, a minus one bandicoot, uh, a massive coof. Um, I don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure who's running the show. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on from the uh, from the memes then. We will uh, we will do that. Excellent, mate. So weekend plans of punching out rings. That's that's the goal. Yeah. So yeah, this weekend that's sort of making yeah, just basically making up stock. So <laughs> usually starts early in the morning and then yeah, finishes relatively late at night. So it's that's kind of the plan for the weekend. Saturday, um, yep. they'll sort of back up by Sunday mm-hmm. and then chill out Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, it's sort of the plan for the weekend. What about yourself? Uh, just just a little uh, clarification, by the way. Uh, Oscam is DPCU's. Um, so yeah. th- thanks thanks for letting me know that. What is it? Digital print camo or something like that. So uh, thanks for uh, confirming that. I am showing my ignorance about uh, military terminology, uh, which I've never claimed to know much about, to be honest. Uh, what are my weekends? Uh, I am I am working on a new video. Um, it's been on the edit uh desk for quite a while but I haven't done anything with it this is a, a chart in fact I should talk a, let's, let's give give the people another I haven't got a visual sneak for you I'm sorry guys but uh um this was a, a challenge we call the centurion challenge where you have uh you have 100 rounds there are 100 separate targets that that decrease in size every 10 to 15 different targets they get smaller and smaller and smaller this is at 200 meters and you have 100 minutes to achieve this challenge. But if you ever played this, the drinking game Centurion, did you ever play that? Yeah, it's 100 spear shots in 100 minutes. Yeah, well, this was 100 shots in 100 minutes, uh, and it's one shot per minute. And when most people hear that, they think, oh, yeah, it's all right, I can do that. That's fine. 60 seconds a shot, no problem. Until... They uh, they get down behind the gun, shot prone, and they get there for you know ten fifteen minutes with not a lot of time to get up and move between, uh, and yeah, uh, elbows start to suck, yeah, and then the neck Chest starts, starts to hurt, yeah, and then neck hurts. Then you get up and then oh, I got to get back down again. And then get, and then you you've got to find your target again, and you got to make sure you're up to the right target. And and sometimes it's hard to see that, or you got to make sure you're your target, not. Somebody else's target, Jonesy, uh, and so you've uh, you've got all sorts of uh, challenges, and very quickly. Uh, so far, I, we I've run this competition twice previously, and, and the second one was filmed. The, the first one was many years ago as a concept, uh, and people have not done anywhere near as well as they thought they would do. 
So we had eight shooters in this particular challenge and um, uh, one of them won by a fair margin uh, and one person fell out on the first shot. Let's, uh, let's put it that way. Uh, what, what's the falling out category? They, they uh, missed the target. Oh, so you can only... So you keep on shooting your 100 shots until you miss. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, I think, three ways. There might be four ways to get out. So you miss your target, you're instantly out. Yep. If you don't take a shot within the minute, you're out. If you take two shots or more in, in the minute, you're out. Uh, and if you shoot the wrong target, you're out. Oh, James is gone. We know that. Yeah, well, that's. He, I'm not. I'm not. If he was there, he would have been bailed out before the first target. So, uh, so, yeah, that's that's my plan this weekend. I I, uh, I spent a little bit of time last weekend putting some stuff together. From I haven't really spent a lot of time editing it yet, but um, I will delve into try and get another sort of ten. 10, 15 hours onto it this this weekend and hopefully get it in a position where maybe next week we'll be able to show our viewers a little sneak peek of a little teaser uh, and with the intention next couple of weeks to be able to release. It's going to be like a yeah, similar to the Box to 1000 video we did, which was a, a little while ago, um, in that it'll be sort of 10, 15 minutes sort of little uh, little package of, of what happened. And, uh, um, well, we, we've got some interesting people there, one of, being, one of which being Dave Acker. You guys saw the video at the top of the, the show, so it should be good fun, uh, one way or another. It'll be uh, it'll be good fun. So anyway, that's a, that's a long winded answer for what I'm doing my weekend is staring at a screen and pressing buttons, pretty much. Yeah, same. <laughs> Probably not super dissimilar <laughs> to you. Yeah. What What are you uh, staring at a screen? <laughs> what are you looking forward to once we can all go back? Once everything returns back to some, whatever the new normal is, mate. What's the first thing you're going to get out and do shooting related? I honestly, it's going to be like like a lot of the people Western Sydney when they go out to the west to just shoot, go for a shoot. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, Mudgee will kick back on. Um, it's always a good range to get out to. Um, yep. Or I'll probably head back west to. I've got a lot of friends with a few farms. Yep. Um, sort of that's where I grew up and that's what I, where I know most to shoot. So I'll be heading back out that direction, um, yep. catch up with a few friends, with a few school friends that I grew up with and um, just sort of just chill out and relax and make the most of the time while I can. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. You're into your hunting? Still a little bit. Um, a lot of the – I grew up sort of vitamin control um, gotcha. where I started to learn to shoot in orchards, like picking off rabbits and foxes. Um, that's what we do all winter was just lots of rabbits and lots of foxes. Yep. That's kind of where I learnt to shoot. Um, so that, that's kind of, that just reminds me of, I suppose that everyone, whenever you think of shooting all the good times, you think of the stuff that you did when you were younger. And that's, that's to me was always the good fun was uh, shooting rabbits and shooting foxes in an orchard. So I'll uh, try and get back and do a bit of that while I can. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, I don't get to hunt or, or do that sort of stuff as often as I used to, even you know in the last three years or so. So I think I'm looking forward to uh, to getting out and uh, and doing that uh, as soon as we uh, possibly can because that's that's what I uh, spent most of my hunting time has been on the back of a ute or out the window of a ute or uh, uh, smacking foxes and uh, and rabbits and all sorts of stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, now, one, one last question that we've got in here, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, it'll probably be a fairly short answer on this one. But Dan has asked, what CNC machine do you run your rings on? Um, so it's a it's a Sile X7, um, which is 
uh, so it's a Chinese machine, but then it's Siemens, everything else. So all electronics are Siemens, um, but then the actual mechanical part is the is a Chinese manufactured machine. Um, it's sort of at the time it was met my budget, um, and so by by no means, I suppose in the grand scheme of things, are on the cheaper end. But in uh, so it costs the price of a, a new Commodore and then some. Um, <laughs> so to to sink that into a, an unknown project was a bit of a, a gamble on my part. So. Yep. Um, I didn't want to sink the hundred plus into a machine that uh, that CNC machines do sort of end up costing. Yeah, yeah, well, man, it's they've, um, they've been performing. Yeah, so that's a machine that is performing well. So uh, you, no, no complaints, mate. No complaints. Yeah, it ticks the box. It's it's not the fastest machine, not the biggest. It's not the fanciest, um, but it, it sort of gets me to where I need to be, which was can I do it? And I suppose it answered that question for me. So. And you can. Yeah, sensational, yeah. mate. Uh, all right, mate. Well, um, thank you very much for coming on. Let's do the last uh, last little plug. Porter Machine Works, uh, um, website, Instagram, Facebook, follow all of it, check it all out, and uh, you need to maybe put some photos up tomorrow of you, uh, you cranking some, get some work done so uh, people got yep. something, something to look at. Uh, and what is the next product we're going to see from you, mate? What's uh, the, the next one in the pipeline? Um, the next one's sort of... Um Probably the soonest, most recent one will be definitely um, a big tinny rail on top of the rings. Mm-hmm. Um, soon after that will be definitely a uni mount. Yep. Um, trying to get a bubble level, but actually the bubble vials are a bit trickier than what you might imagine. Um, yeah, right. Just ordering bubble vials aren't exactly bubble vials. Um, there's a bit of inaccuracy with them. So um, trying to get the, a decent quality bubble vial is quite hard. So yep. uh, definitely a bubble level. Um, I think there's a, there's a decent amount of sort of wiggle room for one of those. So, yeah, that'll be sort of the next little line. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, look forward to it, mate. All the best with uh, getting to that point. Hopefully, mate, I think now is now is a great time because, uh, as we talked about earlier, um, the, the you know it's going to get harder and harder to get things from overseas and more expensive, certainly at this stage. So hopefully, uh, yep. it's going to be a really good opportunity. And for the guys who are watching and, and haven't heard, check it out. They are good stuff. I've, I've, I've used them, seen them, played with them, sold them, and, and they are excellent uh, pieces of equipment for the rings. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you bring out next, Ports. It's, uh, it should be... Uh, Unimount is certainly on the uh, on the cards because that's uh, that's generally yeah. how I run. So I'm I'm looking forward to having a crack with that, and uh, and then we'll see what else is in the uh, in the long run. So awesome, uh, guys! Uh, yeah, hit up the website for any further details and uh, and ports. Thanks so much for uh, for jumping on board tonight. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Easy, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for watching tonight. Hopefully, you had a nice, relaxing Friday night and uh, and just uh, talking talking about all sorts of stuff. So uh, it's uh, it, thanks for being supportive of this. We're off tomorrow. Got to have a day to well, edit that other video, but got to have a day of a little bit. Uh, winding back and uh, and of course Anzac Day hopefully you, uh, you're up in the morning and uh, and we will, uh, we will oh, I think we're all tuning into all sorts of stuff uh, I think uh, it's 5.45 East Coast time or 5.30 East Coast time the ABC broadcast starts so check that out um, and and we will uh, yeah all the best for tomorrow morning and you know do, do 
do the right thing, do you know, for the, the little bits that we do for those who have served our country. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's something that we uh, you know, do every year. And, yeah, especially um, we're often travelling, actually, this time. We're often in Mildura, so I've done a few Anzac Days there, and it's wonderful to see the diversity. Tomorrow is going to be very different, and uh, I, I look forward to seeing, hearing some, some excellent stories. Maybe we get a few more families involved that, only have to walk down their driveway and look forward to a seeing. So keeping post of what you do uh, and uh, we'll let you know you can save from Projectile Warehouse 5% off their ID Live number 5 on the code and you can also with Stage 1 the shirts and the hats and such uh, save 10% off there using the code ID Live 10. That's all live, good to go and take care of yourselves and we'll see you Sunday night with Team AI for a Q&A session. Cheers. Hey, 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 hey,